You are listening to the Building Up Podcast, part of the Bible teaching ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. To learn more about Agape, please visit us online at agapepinson.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode number 10 of the Building Up Podcast. I am David, and I am really glad that you're joining with us today. Our topic on episode 10 is longing for corporate worship. And specifically, I guess we're going to ask the question today, why should we not long for as much corporate worship as we could possibly get? Now, before I get in trouble for plagiarism, let me say that that exact question is posed by the great preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones in his book called Preaching and Preachers. I was reading this this week, and really it just stood out to me, this question. In the book, he's talking about how uh, the church should have an expectation and an anticipation of coming together. He talks about how there should be such a spirit of expectation in God's people about God being with them and showing up when they're all together in worship, that they are actually concerned about missing a wonderful time of refreshment if they were unable to uh, come to church, as it were, if you'll let me use that language, join together in corporate worship. And so then he asked the question, why is it that any Christian should not long for as much of corporate worship as they could possibly get? Now, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I think that's an incredibly... um appropriate question to ask, right? Because we're in the middle right now, April 2020, of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. And as I'm recording this, it has now been, oh gosh, uh, four Sundays maybe since we've been able to join together as a church, four weeks, maybe five weeks since we have been able to gather for any reason in small groups uh, at Agape Church in Pinson or corporate worship and and so uh, I am personally missing that, missing the people being together. It is uh, I'm still going to the church building, still preaching there with a very small team of people who are doing worship. And uh, it's it's great to be in that group in the building worshiping. But you look around at all of these seats and I can see where people in the church typically sit and they're not there. And, and I just miss all of us being together. But. If I am honest with you, that has not always been the case for me in my life. Uh, as a matter of fact, in uh, maybe two decades ago, uh, when my wife and I were uh, really first starting our family and we were going to a, a little church in, a, in a community next to where we lived, and uh, I had grown up a Christian and grown up going to church, but honestly, I... Uh, it wasn't my favorite thing to do, I guess. I don't know how to put it, uh, any other way to put it. Or I would say that it, it really was more mechanical for me. I just went because I knew that it was the right thing to do, and I knew that I needed to go to church. But I really just wanted to go get in and get out and be able to say that I went to church that day and kind of mark it off my list. And I actually can remember, I've told this story several times at our church, so forgive me uh, those of you who've heard it, but I can remember driving to the church services on Sunday morning and my wife, who was much more social uh, than I was back then, uh, I can remember telling her, look, as soon as service is over, don't you know, don't 
uh, laudle. Uh, don't ju- don't just uh, hang out. Uh, let's get our stuff and let's go. I'll go outside and get the van. I'll pull it to the front of the church and, and you come on out and, and let's go because there's things I want to do with the day and I don't want to stay uh, a long time talking. And so uh, I really, that was how I lived kind of my Christian existence. And uh, I just going to church and saying that I did it. So back then I could certainly say I didn't long for corporate worship. Uh, and, and, you know, there's probably different things that could be said about, uh, you know, I know the, the, where we were at that time, the word of God, I don't think was being preached probably the way that, that it really needed to be. And so there was some things missing there, but, uh, the big issue was my own heart. I, I just didn't long for it. I, I didn't worship God privately. And so I was not drawn to want to worship God corporately. It was really just, uh, attending a building or going to a building, and I thought that I had done my responsibility. But that is not how Scripture shows us corporate worship. And I actually want us to look at some passages today. And so if you'll grab your Bible, or if you have a device other than the one that you're listening to the podcast on, a Bible app that you could look at, um, I actually want to take us through some passages in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, just looking first at some people who longed for corporate worship. And then I also want us to look at some imagery from Scripture regarding the importance of corporate worship. Uh, there's all types of discussions out there, even today, about what worship should look like, right? Should so should you meet in a building? Should you meet in homes? Should it be in small groups or big groups, mega churches or small churches? All different types of questions. And, and of course, there are those who don't even see the necessity to go to worship, that they can just... Um, that they can uh, do that at home. And, and let me just say that I, I do realize worship in the Bible is a very broad term. Romans 12 says that true worship is taking our entire life and laying it before God as a sacrifice. So worship is not just singing, and it's not just something you do on a Sunday morning. But I do think it's appropriate to talk about the unique activity that we do on the Lord's Day when we gather as a church, or on a midweek service Wednesday night when we gather as a church. It's it's very unique, and we can see some pictures of that from the New Testament. There are things that, uh, there are ways, let me put it that way, ways that you can worship God corporately, uh, that it, that's the only place you can do it. That you, if, if you decide to just worship at home, watch preaching on a live stream or uh, on the internet or you know a preacher on television you can worship privately that way but you are missing out on several components there are certain forms certain uh, characteristics of worship certain activities in worship that can only be done when we join together as a church and as a family of believers and i i think this is important for us right now because many of us, um, while we may be uh, longing for that time where we can come back together as a church and worship, uh, there are still many of us who may really be enjoying this time. Uh, honestly, it may just be a little easier to get up on Sunday morning, grab a cup of coffee, and go to the couch in your pajamas and, and watch or participate in worship that way. Uh, it, it 
It may be more up your alley if you're more of an introverted type person. This uh, not going to a building uh, and, and interacting with a lot of people may be exactly what you enjoy. Or if you're like me where there's you know a time in my life and, and maybe you're there now to where you just really don't see the point of it. It's kind of a, a check mark on a list, uh, check, checking it off and being able to say, I did that for the week. And so it's, it's just not all that important. And that's where I, I, I want to say to us that we can't get complacent in where we are right now. Um, I, we need to long for corporate worship and we need to long to run back to it as soon as possible. So if you have a Bible, go to the Old Testament in Psalm 42. Let's start there. Psalm 42. And you can pause this if you need to and, and, and catch up. Uh, but let's just look at the first four verses in Psalm 42. This is being written by a son of Korah, or it's associated with the sons of Korah, Levites who would participate and help lead worship at the temple of God in the Old Testament. And apparently this particular worship leader is lamenting that right now he is in exile and he is unable to go to the temple and he is unable to worship. And he says in Psalm 42, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And then look down at verse 4. He says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise. So here is a worship leader who's not only longing for being able to go to God's house, God's temple and worship, but he is missing being with other believers, other people who are following God and leading them in praise and worship as they all go to worship together. Psalm 84, if you'd turn there, again, if you want to pause this and and find it, Psalm 84, just a few verses there. Uh, Also, a psalm associated with the sons of Korah, a very similar situation apparently, where this psalmist is uh, a Jewish man who could not go to the temple and could not go to Jerusalem and worship. And he says in verse 1, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord, and my My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Look at verse 4 and 5. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. In other words, on their hearts are written. They can remember those roadmaps of how to get to Jerusalem and how to get to the temple and how to get to corporate worship. And then verse 10, he says, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So here are psalmists who longed to be with God and His people and longed to worship. And yes, there is a difference now when we get to the New Testament because in the New Testament, the temple... Uh, is no longer a brick and mortar building or a building made out of stone. It is actually the God's people. First Peter two five says that 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 as as Christians as ourselves we are like living stones who are being built up as a spiritual house. And so the temple of God in the New Testament sense is much different. You don't just have to go to a building or a certain building that has church on the outside of it to worship God or to be with other believers. But 
the picture of corporate worship of those living stones who are being built up into this spiritual house is all throughout the New Testament. I'll give you just a few verses. 1 Timothy 4.13, Paul commends to Timothy Timothy, that he should devote himself and and by uh, application, I believe, devote the people that he is leading to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. So this is something that he should be devoted to and that the church should be devoted to, the public reading of Scripture and exhortation and teaching from that Scripture. Or how about Colossians 3.16 that instructs the church, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So again, that is a command we can only do when we join together as believers. Only then can we sing hymns to each other and admonish each other in God's Word. And then one more, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 actually talks about the power of corporate worship. 1 Corinthians 14 talks about how when the whole church comes together, if an unbeliever or an outsider enters into that church gathering and the Spirit of God and the spiritual gifts of God are being exercised, then that spiritual outsider can be convicted by all and he can be a called to account by all and the secrets of its hearts will be disclosed and falling on his face he will worship God. So here's a picture of an unbeliever being converted in the midst of a corporate worship service. So church, just a few verses there. Should we not long, should we not long for the corporate gathering? Use this time, if you're listening to this in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis, use this time to really ponder and consider your heart toward corporate worship. Has it become just a matter of, of responsibility, of duty? Is it, has it become something that your attitude is just to, uh, just to go and get it done? Martin Lloyd Jones in that Preaching and Preachers book talks about that. Let me read you a paragraph. He says, the trouble is that so many Christians today do not stop to think about these matters. They just go to service as a matter of responsibility and having done so, they feel better. That attitude to a service obviously expresses itself and visitors sense this and they draw the conclusion that there's not much value in it if this is the attitude of the regular attender. But conversely, when they enter a place of worship where people attend because they feel God meets with them there, this also will transmit itself to them in some strange way that one does not quite understand. And they will feel like something real is happening. So, Agape Church, believers of God listening to this podcast, let's long for corporate worship. Let's check our hearts. Let's use this time of separation to cry out to God for a longing for corporate worship, that it's not just a responsibility that we do, but it's something that we get to do, and that our attitude is that we attend because we desire and anticipate God's movement among His people, and we love to experience that together. If you have any questions about this topic, or if you want to pose a topic for a future episode, please contact us at info at agapepinson.com. Until our next podcast, Grace and peace to you and your family.
Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you would like to subscribe to future episodes, you can search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcatcher or visit us on our website at agapepinson.com.